Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Bienvenidos al episodio 121 del Latino Founder Hour Podcast con Edgar Navas, fundador de Clica. Hoy viernes 24 de julio, ya estamos en la segunda mitad del a 2020, encerrados todavía por la pandemia. Y hoy le damos la bienvenida a Agustín Cortés, fundador de Learn.com. Agustín, ¿cómo estás? Buenos días. ¿De, de, ¿Desde dónde nos saludas? Buenos días, Edgar. Saludo de Hallister, California. Es como una hora de San José, de ahí del capital de Silicon Valley. Oh, wow, estamos. ok. Desde el, desde el Silicon Valley, creo que uh, nuestro tercer invitado de Silicon Valley en el último mes. Oh, este, sí. Sí, sí, sí. Hemos este, tenido sí. la oportunidad de tener gente de, 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 San, uh, de San José primordialmente y San Francisco. Oh, pero, sí, mucho bueno, pero bueno. Hey, man, welcome mm -hmm. to the show, man. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, you know, thanks for reaching out, by the way. Uh, of course. You know, Uh, so for you guys that don't know, Agustin is uh, also a listener. So, you know, that's, that's how we hook up. And I'm like, hey, you know, always love to hear the story. So, uh, you know, let's start from the beginning, Agustin. Yeah. Who, who's exactly. Agustin? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I want to say thank you for having me. And I'm so glad a platform like this exists for the community because uh, being a Latinx in the tech space, entrepreneur space, I know the community can be very small and Yeah. Seeing that something like this exists and then reaching out and you being so receptive made me very happy. And uh, I'm very glad something like this exists. It really goes no, a long man. way. We, we, this, this is your space, man. So th this is like that. that we said, we just we just put the table. <laughs> I love that. Nope. Yeah. So to go, go into detail about myself, my name is Agustin, first generation Latino in, in Mexico. From, from Mexico, my parents born in the state of Michoacan. The small town of Hollister, California is very agricultural based. So mm -hmm. I grew up with uh, immigrant principles, work hard, put your head down. And as I started getting older, I really had a moment where there was a light bulb moment that a lot shifted in my life. And this was around late high school. And that's really when I started taking my education serious. That's when I started reading on subjects that I was interested in. And it was a big a break in my paradigm because growing up I set a lot of limitations on perspectives and what I can do and accomplish. I remember there's plenty of times that there were fields of interest of mine but I always had an idea of saying you know what I can't go into there because I don't belong there. I don't know anyone oh. in there. It's not meant for me and these limited parameters really um backtracked my, myself and I believe as I, I started reading more about psychology uh, the brain and all these areas of life um, comes down to nature and nurture yeah. so um, this part was definitely the nurture side of the environment I didn't have anyone that can expose me to belief into myself to have the right navigation path and long story short 
the mind and the brain is very, very malleable. I, I read something called neurogenesis and neuroplasticity, which is when you get exposed to new information, your brain creates new neuron cells. And as you start practicing what you've been exposed to, you hardwire those neurons with something called neuroplasticity. And that's when you really start changing your brain and your mind. And that gives you the chemical reaction of either believing or excitement and for me, that was the breakthrough saying, you know what, I can really break out of the, my local environment mentally and push mm -hmm. for, for new fields. And that's left me down a pretty interesting journey so far. So, wow. So, 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 so obviously, you know, you're in a, in a place where technology is not being fostered. I mean, you're, we want to say so close to the Silicon Valley, but yet yeah. so far away. Exactly, huh? exactly. Uh, I've been here, in that area. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, it is. Yeah, it, it could. It's a night and day difference. I exactly. mean, you can, technology and agriculture. Like you can be more opposite. Oh yeah, then the community-based. Um, Hollister is very Latino prominent, mm -hmm. and it's very. I, I love Hollister. It's been uh, one of my cornerstones of my identity. And all my friends, Latino-based, and the, you go to the store, Spanish-speaking Spanish community, and it's very yeah. warm. That's what I really like. And um, it's very interesting to see the, perspe the perspective of difference from different types of ethnicities, culture. And at the end of the day, I remember when I've been in situations where I was an outsider due to my ethnicity, but I always was so proud of me and you also said uh tener raíces de México y perdón que mi español no es perfecto pero prácticamente sí soy muy orgulloso de tener sangre latina okay no but and that's interesting because like you said you didn't have a role model that pushed you towards uh, tech and that that's been common you know the people that the founders that we met uh, some other people like how do you break from that mold uh you know some people have mentors We've heard, um, had, we have a fantastic story from a, uh, an investor. She's now an investor. She was an uh -huh. MIT grad and she grew uh -huh. up in the Valley. Uh, and, and again, she didn't know that this was an even, this, this was even an option. Uh, and she ended up being, you know, a, uh, wow. uh, an engineer for Boeing. Uh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, three degrees from MIT and just an amazing person, amazing wow. woman and Latin imagine. So yeah. breaking every single mold. Yeah. That's how so, it's so, 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 you know, you obviously, you know, you, so, something, you know, there was a spark in you and mm -hmm. you started, you know, doing, doing your own research, you know, they're going to, through your own education and motions, but mm -hmm. did you have a mentor or a series of people where you could go to and say, Hey, you know, I'm interested in this. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, let's, let, let's get you, let's get you. <laughs> uh, yes and no. So first I think uh, what really Get, got me off my springboard was that as a kid I've always been into the realm of psychology that's where mm -hmm. I felt I had innate interest that that's what I was obsessed with and I later came across the term it's called metacognition which is when you think about thinking so as yeah. a kid I was always in this field and dabbling around it and I thought uh, everyone was the same right but as i got older i started noticing the difference in identity interest and so on so being having that core interest uh i met an online mentor through an online program and i went through this course and for me that was very pivotal now i look back at the course it wasn't yeah. um 
fundamental, I would say, for me now. But it definitely was the pull for me to start viewing things differently. And that's been it since. Um, I don't have an in-person mentor, but thankfully for the, the internet. Uh, reach, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I can reach out to individuals like yourself. And uh, for me, most of my education definitely does come through online videos. And I can call okay. those people my mentors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and with this, you know, which platform do you use normally? YouTube. Definitely oh, uh, YouTube? Yeah. live on YouTube. If I need to go a little bit more specific, depending on, on technicalities, I could use Pluralsight, LinkedIn Learning, Udemy. I'm, yeah. all, I'm all over the place. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know because, you know, uh, and that's what led you to uh, to learn with exactly. a K. Yes. I, I'm, I'm pronouncing it correctly, isn't yes. it? Learn.com. Yes. yes. Yeah. So so we talk about it, you know, you know offline but you know just tell us a bit of you know how how was that process like you know this is something that i want to pursue identify a problem and this is how i'm going to solve it yeah i would love to tell the story so it initially started off uh due to a challenge that i had myself i felt that youtube even though it's great it has a lot of perks uh i really felt that it wasn't meant for learning um yeah. this is where really learning about the psychology of how we behave it's it's like the example of if you want to lose weight do not have snacks in your drawer uh, remove the snacks no matter what yeah. happens your willpower will be overbeat and that's the same thing with youtube it's just the algorithm is meant for consumption their user interface is all about uh, consuming the next video yeah and my purpose for youtube was uh learning and i really had that that perspective going into youtube but i would get sucked into the other realm and as, as I started really taking a look at markets and the business side of things, I really started to see something that was a possibility. And I started doing market research on other platforms like Udemy, LinkedIn, and that led me even further of the possibility of creating something in the terms of grand scope that I believe education online is going to be fundamental for humanity for the for as generation goes. I think that uh, the newer generation is just going to be living on the internet more than in person, for good or bad. Well, and, and right how, now, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be. I mean, the next school year is definitely going to exactly. be exactly. With COVID, it definitely yeah. ex exploded this uh, pathway that we were that. Um, I saw what was going to be ha happening and that's where I really started putting all my energy and effort to this idea. At first I started with one concept of the goal was just to make education accessible, leveraging the how YouTube uses the passion economy of educators are the ones or creators are the ones that create the content on YouTube. Yeah. I wanted to create an infrastructure that was similar, but for educators, oh, that okay, okay. Ed yeah. educators can upload their own content. This is the platform to do so. And then just really being obsessed with the product and market that we were entering. I dove extremely deep on the science of learning. I bought the textbooks, uh, some pretty dry reads, but it's fascinating just how our, our mind and our brain picks up information. So <laughs> from that, knowledge uh molded it into a design and our core product is the user experience of learn.com and what we're trying to create so our core mission at learn.com is to provide 
the most effective digital learning experience. Okay. And that's our core mission and now everything around that revolves. And on top of that, we want to make the platform free because that's a huge barrier to entry for people around the world. Uh, for example, there there could be courses for $10, but $10 around the world it could be- It's a, a lot of money. Exactly. So yeah, that's the core is make education accessible and make sure that they have a great uh, digital learning experience. Now that, that that that's unique because you know the number one barrier, and we saw it this year with uh, with COVID, you know, with the pandemic, it's like you said, accessibility. Because you know, mm -hmm. we saw the 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 divide, the digital divide yes. that exists. Because we were sent home one day to another. They're so like, hey, mm -hmm. you know, school shut down, and and they're like, oh, what do we do? Well, we that are lucky and privileged and comfortable, it's like, okay, well, yeah. kids, here's your computer. Uh, but that wasn't the case in you know many households in America and well worldwide, where you know you know the ones that have was like okay yeah I'll I'll continue my education because I have a computer mm -hmm. and I have internet you know fast speed internet so those are two things that you're saying you know you, you already have to have and then the, the third one is the content so imagine if you have to pay for that content in addition yep. I mean, you, you you keep you know getting less and less of the people that should have access to this. Yes, and exactly. You touched up on the, the fundamentals, the core. So as I've been pitching my idea and getting feedback from investors mm -hmm. and really great um, experts in the industry, our idea, it could be very intergalactic and huge in the terms of scope. But uh, what investors are looking for is a little bit more na narrowed down. And we got to that fine point. But I love how you brought up the aspect of hardware, internet, and those really fundamental pieces that are necessary to even get to our state or, or the, the solution that we're providing. Yeah. And that's definitely within the scope of really finding ways to uh, give access to hardware and internet. And, uh, you know, that, that, that scope is immense. That's what Google and Facebook are focused on these days. But that's definitely something along the 10 year vision that we would love to. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, things that we've seen, you know, great. And, and, and I don't know, you know, you, you probably have already your business plan and that, but there's more companies, at least here in, um, the, the, in, in different locations, we heard and saw that Companies like Comcast, uh, CenturyLink, mm -hmm. were providing uh, free access or heavily subsidized access to the people, you know, in in the low income brackets. So it's amazing. You know, let's yeah, let's breach that first barrier. Let's get them on board. And school districts, like I, I know, you know, in our uh, back home in Portland, you know, they were giving out laptops or Chromebooks. I should That's say. Amazing. Yeah. So and in partnership with Google, like you said. So I think it, you know, from, from the from the most part, you know. There's partnerships, you know, private and public combined, mm -hmm. where we can at least start, you know, you know, bridging that gap that exists mm -hmm. right now for the communities. Definitely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the product, you know, learn because you know, we I think we discussed a couple of platforms. You know, there's mm -hmm. you already mentioned there's Udemy, um, there's the Khan Academy that's been very successful. Yes. I, I actually like it a lot. Uh, YouTube, like you said, that's more geared towards entertainment. But uh -huh. it's there and it's free and, and it's widely available. So, what would you? What are you doing differently than that? Then? Definitely, yeah. So our our collective difference would be around the experience. So mm -hmm. let me break down the economics of it first. So okay, yeah. First and foremost, um, mm -hmm. we have two essentially three core users. We have learners, 
we have educators and businesses. Businesses mm -hmm. will be simple is that they allow, we allow them to advertise on our platform. We okay. will have mandated criteria that the ads will be relevant towards the, the, the learner or the educator. That way the, uh, the experience could be aligned and it's not something that causes friction. Okay. So uh, the second area would be educators or second users, I should say. So with uh, educators, this is the goal of really disrupting the economics of being a teacher and instructor. So we want to allow educators to have a platform for them to showcase their area of expertise. And what makes it from current uh, existing competitors is that um, for certain cat companies, they have extremely mandated criteria for you to become an instructor. And here's where I do give a huge shout out to Udemy is that they remove that barrier to entry for educators. Anyone mm -hmm. can create a course. And uh, from my market research on Udemy is that they found and they believe that uh, subject matter experts don't necessarily need a credential or don't need to have yeah. such a mandated criteria to showcase that and mm -hmm. i've been a believer from that from the get-go and we want to introduce that concept as well and then our, our business model will be revenue so we will give our educators revenue share uh for the amount of views and activity that they engage with the learners so okay. really disrupting the economics of what it is to be an educator uh, we want to create the the how their modern influencer on Instagram is, um, how they get so many yeah. uh, sponsorship views, uh, the, the benefits of that, but for an educator. And I think that could really disrupt the economics of what it is to be an educator, give them recognition, incentives that they truly deserve. Yeah, and, and I agree with you on that point that, you know, not everybody needs to have a paper that says, I'm certified to do this. And like, well, but who, in this case, who vets um, that this person is I mean, it's cranking yes, out a product a that is valid. Huge question. Yeah. So good thing that uh, since we are small, we can definitely vet the process very manually. And we our goal is to have subject matter experts. And uh, depending on the field, how you're saying, um, some fields might not need paper or the credential, but some fields definitely are going to be more uh Keep an eye on the scope, for example, the medical field yeah. and fields that are much more objective and you definitely need that area. But for us that we are small, we can definitely vet the system based off criteria mm. metrics like years of experience. Um, how do they deliver information is another one. We ask for um, examples of content and then we can uh, vet the process manually. Now, as it would turn to scale. That would be the process of creating the algorithm. That's yeah. for another discussion for the in-depth <laughs> of that. But that's how our process would be. Of course, we want to have the fine balance of uh, if we allow someone to become an educator on the platform, we've got to make sure that they're delivering value to the learner. Yeah. And they have and, to know what they're talking about. And, and again, you know, just like a lot of things on the internet, you gotta you you could balance that with um a community-based system where mm -hmm. you know, some other feedback. educators, you know, just feedback and, and not, I mean, I would, I won't call it rankings or, or reviews, like, because I, you know, you, you also tend to see that in the reviews, so they're very, um, uh, I, I don't know, they're, I don't think, I don't find them very reliable. Yes, and because someone could be a growth hackers. Exactly, yeah. There. So you can have, you know, good or bad reviews and that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that, that 
well, it doesn't tell you the quality of that educator. Exactly. Yes. But, uh, but you know, what, I, just when you mention right now, I think this, this thing can be phenomenal and, and huge in, in, in the continued education, um, you know, for several industries. You just mentioned medical. Uh, there's engineering, you know, the engineers have mm-hmm. to have, you know, CES, the continuing mm-hmm. education, education, you know, and so just they could keep renewing their licenses. So there's a lot of professions that require this and maybe having a platform again, when it's going to be um, one, one stop for all, this is where you can do the, your credits, boom, boom, boom. And then you get your check mark and everybody's happy. Yes. Everybody's good. Yes. So I, I, I see tremendous potential for that uh again and again i don't know if it already exists or not but yeah i I do know there's a lot of professions that require that so Mm -hmm. this could be a yeah i mean exactly and and that's the the goal of really allowing uh the possibility for credentials and um all the all the variables of post-secondary education and that's uh, once again our long-term scope. And since we are small, we have to kind of bring it down <laughs> and uh, just focus on some fundamental things first. But yeah, definitely yeah. credentials and having um, working with institutions to create that um, system to allow uh, tangible and, and real accreditation through our platform. Okay. No, no, no. That is. And, and so, at what stage are you right now? Currently, we are in development. We're uh, focusing on launching our prototype as soon as possible. And this is another thing I want to touch up on going yeah. back to the beginning of limited amount of exposure, uh, not um, believing and really having that, that growth mindset from the get-go is uh, technology and coding. So um, I, majority of my background experience relies on business admin, marketing, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't go to university, so I didn't receive that credential myself to have something tangible. But with uh, the online learning that I've accumulated from books and self-educating myself, I felt that we can definitely, or, or there's enough out there for you, for anyone mm-hmm. to learn something. So... That led me, okay, the resources are available, but now it's the mindset push. And yeah, definitely been learning a lot about coding, computer science, uh, business admin for tech startups. Yeah. Getting the full exposure of all the angles. And right now, our, to answer the question is that we uh, are working on prototype. I've been in there and I'm, I feel very proud to get my hands dirty with code and, and to push it to repositories and just... Uh, be immersed in that and uh if you told me a few years ago that i'd be working in this field i'd say oh that's not meant for me that's more for a logical person and set uh yeah. limitations for myself but here we are in deep in no that's great and do you have any co-founders or is that just you? yes definitely okay. uh the scope of Let's this give him a shout out yeah definitely oh the team is amazing i'm so so blessed and grateful to have such amazing talent with us from the get-go so I'll start off from the storyline of how I uh, got some co-founders. Yeah. First was um, during high school when I started taking my education serious. I started kind of pitching my mm-hmm. to one of my best friends of, hey, man, we should kind of change the things that we're doing better ourselves. And gradually the change started happening. And from high school, I graduated uh, high school from 2016. So there's the, the time frame from from then, um, this person has been with me through everything. We've been we've done business ventures, a lot of courses, and we've been in the trenches for for a long time. And I said, "Hey, I have this new idea. Uh, would you be in?" And um, 
he was on board and he had uh, experience with sys at system administration. Okay. So, so he's our CIO looking at AWS handling the monster of cloud. And mm-hmm. our next uh, co-founder is um, another great friend of mine that um, we stayed in touch through soccer. We were uh, friends and then he went through university. And while he was in university, uh, this is where I had another another business right after high school where I did digital marketing. And he reached out and said, hey, I like what you guys are doing. If there's any way to uh, provide help, I would love to. So from there, we fostered a friendship and we've always been working together on ventures and so on. And then when this idea came to be, I'm like, hey, I, will, I would love your help. Um, this is what I have in mind. And once again, uh, full on board it's and on he's board. our awesome. uh, chief experience officer. So he's great with design. Uh, he knows a ton about cognitive psychology and really him and I, when we work in sync, it's uh, it's really our two minds becoming one. I love the, the clickability with, with him. Hey, that's and, great. And then the last one is interesting because um, – Due to lack of, of exposure and connections, I was always wary of how am I going to find a co-founder through the internet. And uh, <laughs> on my Instagram, I just started posting the books I was reading, um, learning about code and stuff like that. And this one individual was reach out and engage with me like, oh, that's awesome. And we would go back and forth. And then one day I was like, hey, we're actually, um, because we had the literally uh, before I started posting, well, actually, before I posted a post, we had a meeting of discussing our, our finding a technical co-founder. Yeah. And then he reached out. I'm like, hey, actually, we're looking for something. Um, would you be interested to hear us out? And right from the get-go, this person is uh, really receptive, really liked them as an individual, first and foremost, and um, told them about the idea. And yeah, he came on board. So he's our CTO. And on top of that, uh, something I'm very proud is that we're all Latinos, so it's a Latino-based uh, startup, 100%. We want to be a, a pinnacle and a beacon of light for other Latinos saying, hey, you know what? This person is doing it. And if I put, are, myself, yeah. put, put myself back in those shoes several years back of I've never met a, a Latino who created a company and IPO'd or just became almost a recognition of, of possibility. So... Who knows at the scope that we reach at, it could be a local level or yeah. a grand scale, but really just being that beacon of possibility. And, and you know what? You, you, you touch a phenomenal point. I mean, you don't have to IPO, just just the, 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 the way that you're doing it, but you took the first step, That that's already gigantic because that can help other people like, huh, I guess he's right. Yeah, you, you don't need all this certification. You don't need you know to have a a network or a million dollars in the bank. So you just have you just want to you just have to do it. Yeah, that's exciting. So, stuff. so with, with that in mind, let's take a, a, a quick pause just for, you know, a quick shout out to our sponsors and we'll be right back. This hour of the Startup Radio Network is supported by Bridges to Change. Bridges to Change's mission is to strengthen individuals and families affected by addictions, mental health, poverty and homelessness. They use their voice and resources to stand up to all forms of discrimination, mass incarceration, barriers to health care and inequitable economic opportunities. Bridges to Change's goal is to empower people to be self-sufficient and become members of the community, who in turn offer the same opportunities to help others. They strive to have everyone leaving their organization with stable housing, social support, sustainable employment, 
education, access to healthcare, family engagement, and goals for the future. To get involved, donate, or to get help, make sure to visit www.bridgestochange.com. And now we're back with um, I mean, Agustin. So we're talking about you know the co-founders. It's interesting story that you said you you met you know three you know three co-founders from high school, and one in, in, in social media. We've heard that a lot in uh, you know <laughs> over the, over the net. It's completely surreal how people have found themselves complete strangers and then click together and say like, hey, let's build this. I believe in you. I've never even met you, but I believe in you. Let's let's rock on it. So that that is that that's sensational and you know just the ability to have like minded people. Yes, it's magical. I really think the the experience of us. Um, it's funny because uh, for our CTO, we haven't met in person yet, but we're so close. We <laughs> we really bonded so much through Zoom. It's okay. funny that that uh, exactly you're saying. Complete strangers can be on the same mission with you, and the bond you build over time is. I I believe it's magical. It's, it's cool. that's fantastic. So, man. That. Well, you know that that's that's one of the, the most difficult things. You know, just to find the co the Definitely. right kind of co-founder mm-hmm. that are going to be there sweating through. I mean, it's not going to be easy. Oh yeah. And and if it doesn't work, well, you know, you know, we'll do something else together or or not. You know, it depends. Yeah, yeah exactly. But you know, I I really I really think you guys are into something, and, and it's awesome. I mean, it's especially right now, you know, we're going through this. We're talking a lot about disruption in, in the education system, mm-hmm. uh, more specifically in the a higher education. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this could be one of the platforms. I, I don't, I, one of the things that I believe is that there's not going to be a single one to say like, this Definitely. is it, this yes. is it, because, you know, there's multiple approaches, you know, exactly. some people say, well, can Academy works for me? Okay, here it is. Exactly. And there's 7 billion people on there. So yep, all you need is a couple million and that's it. <laughs> Piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah actually, honest, um, I didn't uh, go into depth about our third user and our core user would be the oh, learner. Yeah. Okay. So our learner is we want to aim for essentially what we believe is more of a digital native. So uh, fit the new generations, especially the younger ones and the ones that are going to continuously be um, newer to t- are going to have technology from day one of their life. One thing that they s- just are going to have from the get-go of expectations is great, great user experience and design. So we really want to make that top top priority and our core, our core users of learners is really giving these people the, the feeling that when they open our application is that they're entering this well-crafted out, amazing layout and well-thought design. And from my experience, market research of other platforms is um, I felt the experience is different <laughs> from mm-hmm. this type of demographic. So uh, just viewing things long-term is that we can be our home and for the ho- the home for this digital native and provide this platform of providing their needs, their expectations, and really honing in. And on top of that, we want to just target anyone who is also a lifelong learner. If anyone's, anyone's curious and they want to learn a new skills, get new ideas, this platform will be the spot for them to, to come to and really have 
the the home and the, the landscape of when they land on learn.com they know what type of experience to expect they know the quality of content that's available and they have a great learning experience and that could be uh mm-hmm. from anyone that has different age backgrounds demographic but to once again that kind of since we had to niche it down uh yeah we decided going for that for our, our starting um beta audience and then scale up from there to awesome. the life model. So, so let me, under, because I'm, you know, as you can see, I'm, I'm always taking notes, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I have, I have notes everywhere. So <laughs> I tend to be organized, but then, you know, if I had a place like that in, in, in uh, in learn.com where I can keep all my notes yes. and then I can find a way to organize them uh, digitally, because yes. I, as you can see, you know, I, I'm still a believer of this paper, old paper notes, but I also like to have them at my disposal. So mm-hmm. that would be, uh, for me, you know, if, if I'm reading about something, different topics, a way for me to categorize them, index yes. them, uh, and exactly. it, it's just mine. My rep- so, so if I'm like, oh, my gosh, where did I l- leave those notes? And then I can find them. That would be ginormous for, for, you know, for someone that is, like, always looking, you know, always, you know, searching and learning. Exactly. And that was a, a huge pain point um, that, myself and the team has felt is uh, documentation of notes. Yeah. So out within our interface, we have um, the video consume majority of the page. And then on, on the right side, we allowed a, a, a tab area. And one of those areas is allows you to put in notes. And then as you watch a video real time, jot down your notes, and then you can categorize and exactly are saying, just document and keep it available for yourself whenever you need to reference your notes. Yeah, and, re- and that's it, that, that, that's the whole thing, reference. If I come back a year later, like, oh, I remember that video and I remember that note, but where do I, how do I search for it? Exactly. And, and I don't and wanna spend like two hours searching for that, you know, for a quick answer, so that, that's that where, would be. That's uh, where the, the, the area of the network effect for application is uh, what can we do to start introducing network effect and keeping uh, so many products and services that are relevant towards our product yeah and um, keep a, a, and just start expanding our ecosystem and then this in terms of, of growth is like okay some users might come to our platform for a certain feature but yeah. once they're they're in our feature, uh, they obtain that feature. How do we bring them in to be fully immersed? Google's the king of this, but there's a lot. <laughs> it's exciting stuff that there could be a lot uh, that we can do with, with our product. Yeah. And, and do you envision also partnering with um, universities, colleges? Yes. or definitely. Okay. Um, I think when the time comes is really creating an a innovative plan. I think the way some processes are being dealt with right now need a, mm-hmm. a lot of disruption, but the fact is some places and some fields are definitely going to rely on the credential system and institutions are the ones that have the gateway to that. So uh, when it comes to it, definitely partner up with them. I think there is definitely a lot of room for the, the process of acquiring accreditation and so on, but that's definitely in the midst of the scope. I see because, you know, we talk about, um, I recently spoke with a university professor mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously she's uh, expressing a lot of uh, angst. Well, not, not angst. I shouldn't say that it's anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and this whole remote learning, because, you know, obviously we all got caught off guard, you know, nobody was prepared for that. Yes. So we're trying to improvise or trying to deal with multiple things at a time. 
And one of the frustrations as well is just like being um, a professor right now that you still have to grade, issue grade, mm. but there's a lot of cheating behind it, the scene. Oh, wow, yeah. Technology has, <laughs> technology has enabled, and she was telling me these things. Obviously, they, weren't ex they didn't exist when I was in college, but all these things, like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, how do you control that rampant abuse? And so... And the students are smart. They... Well, this, it's it's smart, and, and you got this. So you got a, a cell phone, and you know if you have a, a access to Google, then you can answer any question. So how do you police that? Uh, I, I don't know. You know that's a different question. That obviously not for your platform, but maybe if you can, if you guys can, you know, that's something to be aware of, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That, which is, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not just one professor. It's like all of them. Exactly. Like, how do we control? Uh, you know, how do we? evaluate students exactly and uh, on that's an interesting point um as i've been just learning more about uh the science of learning and how we how do we com like comprehend deep thinking and understanding of sub new subjects that we get exposed to so from what i picked up is just when we get exposed to new information uh, that that's called working memory. So right now, as we're communicating back and forth, our working memory is converting the noise and the vocabulary into common or, or previous knowledge. You know what the words represent. So mm -hmm. learning more about detail of how does that work and, and the process and one form of, of like innovative testing, I don't necessarily know the scale of or how it, re it would reach scale, but really I think what you really know something if you can have a in-depth dialogue with someone so if you have you can have a conversation with the subject matter expert and carry the conversation and, and prove to this individual that you, you can question certain areas and you have in-depth understanding of that domain it's a true mm -hmm. form of understanding because it's not something that you can look up and just memorize that piece of fact. It's something that you have to have the logic pieces flow together to ask the question, to understand how it all connects for together. And that process is articulation. So um, that with that understanding, I know some universities have that test that testing system, but uh, at the terms of scale, that's just one form of innovation that can be applied. Is just I uh, see. Okay. And again, you know, if you have it under one platform, I mean, it could give them, you know, quick, easy answer for them to, to control. Mm -hmm. But, well, that that was just, you know, some feedback that I, the recent, the recent oh, conversation. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I, I was like, wow. I, I, it would have never crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so now, um, how are you guys funding this? Or, or which process mm -hmm. are you? I, I, I heard that you guys are raising capital or starting to talk to investors, but mm -hmm. uh, where are you in, the, in that process? Yes. So the first time being a, a founder to raise, start a company and raise capital, yeah. we're definitely bootstrapping right now. Uh, it's all self-sustained. Expenses aren't too much. There's a great amount of software that is free and gives you runway to get your idea for, for market feedback without having mm -hmm. to pay a lot. But definitely as we want to scale forward and require to hire talent is um, seeking funding. So I've been also into that world of venture capitalism, how to raise um, capital, looking at the terms, cap tables, and really going deep into that world as well. Yeah. But yeah, definitely um, raising capital is a brand new game 
have no experience, do not have a person that I could go to for asking specific questions. But uh, the plan is, yeah, we're definitely going to have to raise capital, um, find uh, and build a relationship with individuals or, or VCs that are aligned with our mission. And mm-hmm. they, they gave the stat that um, the relationship with VCs lasts longer than marriage. So that's one yes. thing that we come in like, if we partner up with the VC, we got to make sure that it's something that we're both mutually aligned with and that we have a great uh, connection with from from the beginning. Well, uh, and before BC, uh, VCs, I mean, you have you guys talked to angels, angels. Seed, seed investors? Yeah, because it's a different category. Definitely, that, definitely. Yeah, yeah um, so for, for pre-seed, yeah, we're definitely looking at also uh, interacting with angels to get enough funding for a momentum run to get yeah. our, our, our process would be get beta users grow, reach a, a, an area of growth to reach out to the VCs. Hey, we have something tangible. We have a process of growth. And then that's where the negotiation with the VC world would start. But yeah, good shout that uh, okay. Angel would be first round. I'm going to suggest you uh, and have you guys um, I'm going to make a note here really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, on the, on this, the, the things that I need to make intros to for you. So, um, ha, have no. you guys have you guys tried any? Um, uh, and I know right now it's a difficult time, but uh, any incubators, accelerators like TechStars, uh, Y Combinator, I'm, even Combinator. that might be uh, at the early stages. Definitely, that's uh, we haven't applied yet, but definitely those are are 100 on the the radar. And yeah, okay. we, we actually had this uh, meeting yesterday discussing our next steps as a business, um, our OKRs for a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I've said, yeah, starting to apply to these accelerators is something that we should start um, as soon as possible because we feel, I don't know they have different criteria for you to, to join, but we really want to be in a spot that we had enough momentum, something tangible. It was yeah. something for, for our expectation and, uh, we're at that point now, so we can start. Um, well, and, and, you know, the, the thing with a lot of these accelerators, um, you know, especially that, you know, there's one called Pi here, the Portland Incubator Experiment. Awesome. Normally, you will have to be here because they have a mm-hmm. physical place and it's an awesome program. But I, given the conditions, they're doing it virtually. So I'm going to make it, uh, uh, I'll make the intro. I love I'll say, and I think you guys are ready. The, the main you. part of these things is like not only accelerate, but to teach you. There's a lot of people that have gone through the motions of like raising maybe already $20,000. Like uh, there's people definitely that have raised more capital and can take, you know, sh- you know, help you navigate those waters until, Hey, don't try to figure it out. Just ask. Yes. yes. You know, they have a good network of mentors. And that's what, you know, I, I would suggest that you guys do just like Love start it. getting, you know, more of those uh, connections. Certainly, you know, we can help with a few of them, but, um, just to get you to where you guys need to be, you know, to raise, you know, the first round of capital, whether it's uh, angel crowdfunding, there's a, yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Republic, uh, the, the platform. No, I'm not familiar with Republic. So, uh, and it's led by a, a Latina, amazing woman, Cheryl wow. Campos. Uh-huh. So check him out Republic. Uh, okay. It's a crowdfunding, um, very successful. Uh, and it, you know, you guys will be perfect for for that. We we we've interviewed companies that have raised substantial amount of capital through them. So I, again, we can also. I mean, you, I, I guess you don't need an intro to to her, but I mean, that's just a 
a platform that you would need to, you know, go in and yes. you know yes. make your pitch to the public and and get it up and running. So and it's uh, republic.com. So Is that I think domain? it's dot, dot co. I believe. Okay. If not, I'll, I'll find it. But it's Republic crowdfunding. And you Google it, and you probably yeah. Okay, there. those keywords are yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we recently had a company uh, that raised over a million dollars there. Uh, wow. For cancer research, fantastic. You know, obviously Latin people. So it's amazing. So it does. It, it, it does work. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I did my my first crowd investment in this. So it's like oh, wow. sweet. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, but yeah, no. So, so uh, you know, evaluate all those uh, options. Again, you know, take your time, talk to as many people as possible, mm -hmm. obviously legal, number one, yes, uh, also yes. just that uh, before you raise the first dime, it's like you do bring in a legal counsel that can, you know, help you say like, yeah, you know, if, if your idea is to get to a series A, eventually, mm -hmm. this is what you need to do because you don't want to take a bad step and it's like, no, nah, you, you did this, now you can't get there. Yes. Yeah, the, the the legal world is uh, has to be immaculate. One bad move yeah. can have repercussions years down the line. Correct. Yes. Correct. Well, Augustine, you know, uh, anything else? You know, we're about you know out of time, but you know, what, where can we find you guys? You know, what can we do to help you? I mean, what would be your? I love that. Yeah, yeah. So actually, by the time this is up, um, we're actually creating a little sponsor page for our, our local community. As we've okay. been, um, our local following, that our followers is we're show we're basically doing the, the story live, showcasing our progress, and a lot of people are very supportive, and it's so so inspiring and grateful that there's a community that will support. So we we're creating uh, a sponsor page, uh, tweaking up the last things as of okay. today. So by the time this goes live, uh, it will be available. And uh, we just simply ask for, for 10, 25, $40 donation. And that can okay. go a long way. So you can find us at learn.com. That's L E A R K N.com. So learn, but the N is with the K N sound and slash sponsor and once you land once you land there um there'll be some cards available just select the donation amount that can definitely create some little runway for us but it goes a awesome. long way awesome no, no, we'll, we'll certainly um uh, spread it around and Love uh, i don't know if you guys are you know i know younger generation more active on instagram but do get on twitter because all oh, the yeah. vcs all the, the, the people are, are over there no the, the the vcs are more active yeah. there so investment community is super. Uh, uh, they're very visible, and they're always looking for for new opportunities on their pipelines. So yeah. learn with a kn dot com mm -hmm. forward slash sponsor. Yes, um, I was seen. Thank you so much, man, for, for oh, coming over to the you. show. And I would love to have you, you know, in the in you know in a year or so, and just tell us, hey, you know, where you're at. I and love you. You know, again, this is your space, you know, anything that you guys need, you know, I made a couple of notes. We'd love to to contribute. I love that. Thank you so much, Edgar. And uh, once again, thank you for creating a platform where something like this exists for the community. Latinx is a uh, very supportive of one another, I know, and um, I'm glad that you took initiative and really created the landscape here. Man, it's all for us, man. This is our decade. Es todo. <laughs> es todo. But thank you so much. Happy Friday, everyone. Agustín, muchísimas gracias. gracias. Feliz viernes. Feliz viernes. Ahí nos vemos. 
You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo, de Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero. 